literary. Come on, Holy Ghost, your weapon tree. We have all these um, spiritual things at our fingertips. And I'm here on the Safe Zone broadcast, glory to God, spiritual awakening your faith for the end times. And the end times now is our time, the kingdom time. This is, we are in the kingdom age. It's time for the body of Christ to rise up in the most holy faith and walk as the authority of the believer in this world. We have to not only preach the word, we have to live the word. The word has to be you. You have to be that walking epistle. You have to have your life so illuminated with the word in you that you don't even have to even pick up a Bible. People will begin to tell you that, hey, oh, oh, your spirit, you must be a Christian. Well, sorry to say, I really don't like classifying myself a Christian because guess what? So the United States of America claim they are a Christian state country and look where we at. No, I'm a disciple of Christ. Yahshua HaMashiach, that's who I'm following. So if anything, you can label me as the daughter of God. Yahshua HaMashiach, I am a disciple of Christ because I choose this day who I'm going to serve and I'm going to serve the Lord thy God. He's the one that saved me. He's the one that has raised me. He's the one that redeemed me from the pit of hell. He redeemed me literally by the blood of the Lamb. And I can literally say in 1991, God had redeemed me by the blood of Jesus. Because I had to, they had to bring me back to life. That's right. I coded out when I have gave birth to my son now, who is, he just made 20, oof, 27. I hope I said that right, y'all. <laughs> But yeah, the enemy knew that he, I was birthing out a prophet. My son, excuse me, is a prophet to the nation. And for his generation, he's a prophet to the nation. And I gave birth to him. And out of that birth came an attack to the point that I hemorrhaged to death. Literally, soon to be soon, you'll be able to read about it in the upcoming novel, the through the fake chronicles bled out come on holy ghost so see when i'm bringing something before you you are getting it realness you're getting it transparent it you you're you're receiving the word straight from heaven you're receiving the heartbreaks the heartaches the attacks the the, the betrayal the discomfort the disappointment the loss you getting it all through what God was willing to me to strengthen my heart, to strengthen my walk. And my assignment on these public airways is to do just that. Is to maintain the word of God to help you stay in the safe zone of him. The Bible is our safe zone. This is our roadmap. This is our manual for life. And we have to get out of this naiveness. You know, because my daughter told me I was naive at some things, you know. But it's mostly, like, naive to the ways of how people act and treat you. Uh, ways I'm naive on how men come at you one way and they're thinking of something else. And when you don't really reply or respond to how they how they thought that I should have responded or as a woman should respond, you don't because you're more, you, you dependency is on Christ. And women, listen, you're going to get something out of this. God did not create us to be alone. It's a time and a season for everything. 
That's that's the word, right? So in the midst of my lessons and my teachings, I'm teaching you from the perspective of being single in the world, married in Christ, then single after divorce in Christ, and then single in rebellion, then married out of disobedience, then becoming single again, but in the Lord. And that's where my fight began. I thought all those others was a fight, but this is where my fight really began to live the life of Christ as you see me today. Now, through all those tests, trials, uh, uh, misunderstanding, heartaches, domestics, and homelessness, sicknesses, debt, all of that, through all the messages that I have mentioned and brought before you up to this day came out of my heart and my soul. My soul, your your soul, my soul conspire with your will, mind, and emotions. And so everything that Daddy God, and I I know somebody said, well, she always talking about Daddy God, like, you know, you know, God is her daddy. Like, she really like talking to God like that. Yeah, I have to. Because my earthly father is gone. Okay? And I, I don't have that uh, spouse that I can communicate with yet. So, in the midst of my heartaches and my, my solitude, you know, because people shut me out or, you know, you know, and I, 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 I've, I've, gone, I've grown to accept now my assignment. So and now, like 2018, you guys, it's a whole nother me. Some things that I, I accepted before, I'm not accepting this year, and moving on because this is what the inf- the information that the Holy Spirit is teaching me and growing me. He's just dis- he's disciplining me in many areas. And on the flip side of that, he's also downloading messages from heaven and throne from daddy God on how to walk, how to act, and no matter where he's taking me and the different levels that he's bringing me, this is how you have to be. And oh, yes, be prepared for the attack. So I just want you guys to understand that this individual that you're listening to, I'm not just like somebody just popped up and say, okay, I'm going to preach this word and y'all going to do this and I send me an offering and, and hey, good night. No, you're getting real heartfelt messages. You're getting real heartfelt issues being displayed before you and how God himself, Elohim himself, through the intercession and prayers of Jesus, our brother, and the, the, the connection with the Holy Spirit that's with us right now, that's right here in the midst of this conversation on this radio station, he is informing us how to live. And they have all different facets of way that you can hear the verse of God. God will use anything and everything to get your attention because only the Father knows what you like. Only the Father knows what will get your attention. God knows you. He knows me. So that's why all through my messages, I always talk about know your love language with God. I'm going to have to, you know, someone would say, can you explain that more? So, you know what, that might be, that's going to be a message coming up soon. Do you know your love language with Daddy God? Because what happened is we tried to address 
the father in situations through other people love languages and it gets us into this fearful doubtless mode that we can't trust god and 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 god is just not there and he ain't hear my prayers well yeah he hear us every day before he even come out of our lips he already know what's in your heart he already know what we're thinking he want us to have that dialogue with, with with him so you can hear what you're saying and so you can hear what you you doing see what you're doing hear what you're hearing and seeing what you're seeing so when you can begin speaking those things out, you can start really pinpointing some things like, oh, okay. And when people respond back to you, you, you ought to kind of just like, okay, listen, like I have people, you know, not so many so people, but they do, sometimes they do have some individuals that was important in my life and still is important in my life. But at that time when we had that closeness, you know, they'll say certain things. Like I know my mommy, uh, my mommy Gigi, I can say it. You know, and she's like, girl, I just love your spirit. You know, you don't play. You direct. She said, but sometimes you may want to be a little tactful. So I was like, okay. And I received it from her because I know she was giving it to me in love. And then I asked her, well, what you mean being more tactful? I mean, this is how I talk. I mean, I understand. She said, no, that's good. She said, but in some areas, some people, you know, they may not understand where you're going, going what you're talking about. Because you come so, you also direct, you know. I said, well, that's why I'm like that. Because if you play around with people and you try to make, you know, you try to, you know, you ever heard of individuals, they talking and you got to like fish through the lines and what they, what they really mean. I hear what they're saying, but what they really mean. And see, with me, I'm going to tell you what I mean. I'm going to tell you what I'm saying, right? <laughs> so it won't be no confusion, you know. But I do understand what she was telling me. You know, it comes out raw. So really, the the to make a long story short, it's like know your audience and know what to say and how to say it according to your audience. That's what she mean about being tactful. I say, oh, okay, I got that. But I received it from her because she came to me in love. You see what I'm saying? And she, you know, and she was upfront. Now on the flip side, you got individuals like that just make you just think you know everything. You need to just watch how you say things. Uh, first of all, I don't know everything, and I'm sorry. What did I say? What are you talking about? Tell me what you mean about that, you know. And then they're just throwing little things at you, you know. Harsh words, they label you, it's, you know, instead of, okay, so if I'm this person, why are you saying that? What, why, are you, why are you making it seem, why are you calling me that? Why are you saying I say that like that? I'm asking because I want to know. But see, now you got somebody that really don't want to, they just throwing, they just, like my daughter said, throwing shade. They just throwing shade at you. They really hating on you. Or like uh, one of my uh, advisors was telling me, uh, people can be intimidated just by your joy. And, your, she, and she was like, she said, girl, you just don't know. You are overflowing. The love of God and joy is overflowing you. You just show up and People can see it all over you, and you could just be standing there. And the enemy in people will get jealous and envious because they really like, well, who she thinks she is? Why? You know, they'll start making comments and really don't know if they get to know you. They will not only love the spirit that's in you, but they will receive so much from you because that's just how you are. And I was like, really? I said, oh, 
I say, sometimes I feel like yucky, 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 <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I'm saying all of that, people of God, God is taking us somewhere, you all. Every one of us, those that have ears to hear what I'm saying. I don't care what position you're in, what, what position, what ministry, what business you have. And you see God moving in your life. And you, you can really sit back and say, wow, I didn't think it was going to be like this. And it gets scary sometimes, yeah. But that's why you always you always keep some inner people near you to keep you on track. Because it is so quick. It's like like that movie. It's a fine line between love and hate. It's a fine line to walk this walk in Christ and and and, and become successful in Him. Because God say, "I will make your name great." Oh no, He will do that. But that's why he also said in Deuteronomy 8, don't forget, don't, don't forget that it's he that gives you the power to obtain wealth. Wealth is just not money, but wealth is friends and resources and connections and opportunities and favor. See, that's what wealth, health. You see what I'm saying? That wealth compiles of all of that in your hand. And so the father said, the father saying, don't forget now. I, I I I have given you this, and I haven't even attempted to um, the subject. Cause we're still gonna be piggybacking off of Psalms one through one and six about how's your walking, or uh, you know, are you walking right? You see, and, and Deuteronomy eight eighteen, Daddy is reminding us. He say, but you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is today. And if you forget the Lord your God and walk after other gods, meaning walking after yourself, thinking you bigger than everybody else. Now, you can talk to anybody any kind of way. You can call anybody any kind of name. You can treat people like they little peons. Oh, I have arrived now, so, you know, you got to do what I say, how to say it, whatever. Oh, it don't matter. All right. Yeah, you advise this or you suggest this, but this this how it is because this is this this is this is what I'm doing. This is my project. Oh, okay. So Daddy said, and if you forget the Lord your God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. Oh, I don't want that to happen to me. That's why I don't hold nothing no more, you guys. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Not after 2005 through 2006, I went through that chemotherapy and radiation, you know, transition over here from Hurricane Katrina. Whoa, 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 whoa. And the Lord really, and I start, I, 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 I'm working on uh, the, my other project about the cancer experience that I had. I'm writing about that. But it's more mentally and spiritually and subconsciously that affects and triggers those cells in our bodies. Because we all have those cancer cells in our bodies. But life, going through life, certain things triggers and set things on fire. And that's how people, can you imagine how many people is over 232,000 people that's walking around with that bomb in them? A year, it's up to a hundred and something thousand a year that people are diagnosed with some type of cancer. The stats are high. Why? Because they suppress stuff. They don't know how to release things. They have unforgiveness. They have hurt. They have bitterness. Things 
life just done beat them up and they're tired, they don't know how to release it. And all those serotonins and endorphins, you know, God put that in our bodies to heal ourselves. Don't you know your body can heal itself within a year? If you do the proper things and eat the right vegetables and get away from some stuff, you can literally restore your whole body to health within a year. A year's time. That's right. And the year go by fast. Cause look, look, it's already going into March. I'm still like, I really wanted to celebrate New Year's, but it's like, it's March. <laughs> so you see how fast it's going? And the world is going real, real fast. Real, 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 real fast. And so because it's going real, real fast, we society is moving fast. Technology is, oh, is speeding up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it really be catching up because everything has already been there already. Because when God created earth, he said he created everything and everything was good. Now he started. Everything was already finished. Now he rewinding. Now he's releasing some things so we can have access to it. Come on now. I ain't going to start on that. So it seems like it's moving fast, but really we trying to catch up. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all not hearing me. You got to get in the spirit, y'all. You got to get in the spiritual. Spiritual awakening your faith for the end times. It's the kingdom movement. It's time to do it. So everything is speeding up, speeding up, and we speeding up. And so that's why God, even though everything is speeding up, God is really like slowing us down. It's, it's like, be still and know the salvation of the Lord. And I was ministering last year about the salvation. Salvation is not just being saved from the pit of hell, the penalty of hell, but salvation every day. Today is the day of salvation. We need salvation every day of our life. Excuse me. Every day of our life we need salvation. Okay? So, so, so being it still, we have to have that time to be quiet in our busy. I mean, oh, if, I mean, I know people are busy. I know people are busy. But, oh, my God, I know I'm busy. I, oh my goodness, sometimes I have to like stop. Well, I'm going to repent, y'all. The Holy Ghost got to make me stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. But the Holy Ghost have to make me stop. Say, sit down. God has to really force me to go to sleep. He, it's like he just put me to sleep. Don't do nothing, just stop. But in that, he has a revelation. He has that thing that he has me to do. He want me to do. You know, you, you know what? You know, you guys, so... Um, with that said, oh my gosh, it is so powerful, it's so uh, magnificent that Daddy God loves us so much that He can reveal Himself. Like, okay, so Psalms one, I, I I I expressed all of that because I want you guys to understand that we are in a critical moment, and we have to lock ourselves in the Word, and to lock ourselves in the Word, like the Father gave me in the beginning of last week, He told me, go find yourself. Because I was dealing with something, you know, I be, you know, I don't know if y'all like me, but, you know, I want to be right before God. My my pastor, which he a bishop, but he just, he just brother cold, you know, he tell you, brother cold. But my pastor out of uh, West Weagle, Louisiana, that I was in ministry there before the hurricane, and um, um, he always said, he always said that the word of God is our is our heart and it's something else i wanted to share um what he said and see the enemy is the blood of jesus the blood of jesus bring it back holy spirit bring it back to me bring it back to me holy spirit in the name of jesus because it was powerful but being in that ministry it really taught me 
where it, it, it allowed me to activate my gifts. And I've seen so many healing and deliverance and demonic manifestations in that ministry. I had another ministry, um, Divine Grace Temple. That's where I really learned how to fight and pray in, in healing and deliverance. She really, you know, uh, God rest, rest Pastor Martin's soul with her husband and, and now uh, Apostle uh, Alice Martin out of Divine Grace Temple. Glory to God. I give them some shout outs. Really was instrumental in my life, in my spiritual life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I can really say that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I saw some things. I experienced some things. And I really see the daddy is pouring that back into me. Because now I'm not afraid. Back then I was young, you know. I was young in the Lord. Hungry, radical, on fire. Hey, Jesus is Lord. You got to get saved or you're going to hell. That was it. That was my role to the point where my my peoples, my mama, my, my sister, they thought I was crazy. You know, they really thought I was crazy. Oh, Lord, she didn't she didn't got into that Bible and went crazy. That's what they used to tell you back in the old days. Oh, Lord, they didn't got into that word. They didn't went crazy. Well, no, it's just that we, we, we hungry and thirsty after righteousness. For his name's sake, we want to see what God is saying. But with that said, you're going to be tested and tried, you, you guys. You see what I'm saying? You're going to be tested, tested and tried with the word. Now, it's, it's important to understand your position in the word because the enemy will take you out. And I've seen some people that got taken down from the devil because of the word. And they couldn't get back up. Some have, some not. But with that said, we have to fight the good fight of faith. Like I meant, I started off, we got to fight for love. We got to fight for the love of God. We got to fight for the peace of God. You got to fight for your healing. You got to fight for your sound mind. You got to fight for your walk. You got to fight for your integrity. You got to fight for your, uh, your, 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 uh, your mannerism, your morals, your values. It's a fight. You got to fight for your loved ones. You got to fight for your children. You got to fight for your parents. You got to even fight for your friends when your friends think that, hey, you don't matter no more. You got to fight for them. You got to show them in the midst of everything that's going on in this society that, hey, I'm here. I got you. Why? Because God said I'm here and I got you. God got us our back, y'all. But if we don't understand our weaponry and how to use it at the time that we need, that's how the enemy can come in and give you an upper cup, a TKO. And we be looking back and forth, wobbling like a, a bobblehead, you know, trying to figure out, well, how did that happen? I didn't see that coming. Why not? The Lord already was warning you. The warning always come before the fall. But because we get caught up into ourselves, we get caught up into our manifestation of growth, we get caught up into our manifestation of success, you know, nobody can't tell you nothing no more. Nobody can't direct you. Nobody can't suggest nothing to you no more. You already got it going on. The Lord said you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. So when things come to me, and I, 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 I am emotional, I've been told, even from my pastor, Pastor Cole out of Louisiana, Louisiana, you know, oh, daughter, the, the, the anointing, the matter of Joseph is on you. No matter where you go, you're going to prosper. No matter what, they can put you in a jail like Joseph did, and you'll prosper. You'll find favor with God because that's the mantle that's on you. And I can literally say that, y'all, that the favor of God is upon me. 
I didn't realize it. I didn't know the magnitude of it until the Lord showed me something last year. And he said, you better protect my favor. You better fight for my favor. You didn't just get it like this. So don't, don't give it out. I'm like, whoa. Now, this was the spirit of God told me. Some people coming around just to, just to get your favor. Protect it because they want to merchandise it. You better fight for that love I'm giving you. You better fight for that joy I'm giving you. I say, yes, Lord. Yes, yes. So when people come and see, it's not me. It's the God in me. You know? When I come up in here, I'm on my knees. I take my stuff off. I get on my knees. I say, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you that I made it back safely here. I thank you. And I start praying. I lose the blood over myself. I start, I repent for any thoughts, anything, any words that I say that was out of turn. Um, things that I knew I say, things that I didn't say, help me, you know, just show me what I need to do. I humble myself before the altar right now. Cleanse me, renew my heart, renew my mind in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. Then I start praying for my, for everybody that I can remember that he brings to my face. I start praying for you right then and there. And I release everything at the altar and I'm starting all over again. Then I can get up and I go and start doing whatever he want me to do. I'm making that a, a habit. I used to do it before, but now it's like it's become a, a habit with me. It's a routine. It's part of my, my walk, and I suggest that everybody do that. Because with that said, when things come at you, we won't be able to react. Now, God is not telling us to take abuse from nobody. Nobody don't have the right to, to, to call you any kind of name without, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you know they're not joking, they're serious. No, you're not going to label me like that. You're not going to talk to me like that. You're going to respect me. He's going to give you that boldness. But on the flip side of that, you're still going to have humility. You're still going to have love. You're still going to serve. You're still going to give. You're still going to support. You're going to still do and function just how Jesus functioned. Because in the midst of those Pharisees and Sadducees that he had to be among them, you know, he was in the midst of. And from what I'm reading now, they was really trying to follow him. Jesus ain't had time for all that. He went on and did what he had to do. But when they was in the midst of him um, serving the people and just walking by, sometimes Jesus and the disciples just were walking through Jerusalem and here they come. They want to try to give him a, a, a test question. And I love how Jesus answered And that's why daddy telling us the same thing. You get in the word so you can answer the enemy with the word. And he going to come back with the word and you come right back at him. And keep it moving. The Lord was sharing with me last week. Go find yourself, Matthew 5. Go find myself. He said, go find yourself. Man, when I start reading, I got excited, y'all. I got excited. And then it helped me. It's like, oh, okay. So when this happened, you say, blessed is those that da, 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 for this you have the kingdom of God. Okay, so all the things that are happening to you, when you find yourself in the word, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For the Lord thy God is with you, my sister. The Lord thy God is with you, my brother. And even to the point, it's like, okay, because I'm quick. Now, I'm told that I'm sarcastic when I do this, but I'm sincere and I'm serious. I'll, I'll be quick if I see it's no type of common ground. I'm quick to say, okay, you know what? You know what? I'll take it. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I repent. Okay, how can we get this straight? Oh, now you're trying to be sarcastic. 
Well, no, I want to get it straight. Let's get this problem solved. What's the problem? See, right then and there, God just exposed that person. Because, see, you're trying to get stuff straight and get it like because you want to walk peaceable among all men. But because this person have issues and always want to have things going on and on and on, well, that's serious. Why you just keep, why, what's going on? You ever dealt with individuals like that? So daddy say, find yourself and be the attitude. Says, you know, and I, you know, hey, excuse me, y'all, but here you go. <laughs> you know, said, you know, you want to throw me a lemon? I'm going to take that lemon. I'm going to squeeze that bad boy. Put me some honey in it. And guess what? I'm going to make it work for me. I'm going to make me some good old lemonade. So you throwing something at me? Okay. I'm going to take that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to um, mix it up. I'm going to chop it up. And I guess what? I'm going to make it work for me. So if, if the enemy is throwing something at you, guess what? If the Lord tell you to catch it and let's, let's do something with it, do something with it. If he tell you to duck, duck from it. Let it be a foul. Let it be a curveball. Don't let that thing hit you in the head and then you be like Goliath on the floor. <laughs> Waking up with a headache like, oh, Lord, what did happen? How did this happen like this? Man, you don't have your eyes on the prize. See, my eyes is on the prize. But I see you coming. I see you. I see you over there. I see you over here. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing. Believe me, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you loud and clear. And I'm being watchful. But guess what? This sister right here, like my daughter always say, no, they got the right one, ma. They, no, they got the right one. Because I'm like, like people say, you got the wrong one. No, no, you got the right one. Because see, everybody else could just, you could push off, push away. You know what I'm saying? You can say what you want. You can twist your words, you know, and manipulate people out away from you. But see, this sister's all about the kingdom. In the beginning, it was about the kingdom. In the, in the middle, it was about the kingdom. And until Jesus comes back, it's going to be about the kingdom. And and I have a, another uh, uh, brother friend had the audacity. <laughs> I told him, I said, you wrong for that. You, you don't put me on blast like that. He said, well, sister, it's the truth. You got it. He said, the anointing over you and you ain't playing with no brothers. It's locked. You serious? I said, yeah, I am. He said, but I love it because you're serious about God's work. You're willing to help and serve. But you're not willing. You're not going to compromise your, your integrity. You're not going to compromise your standards. I say, he said, and the thing about it is God's standards. So I respect you for that. What brother won't respect a sister that's strong in God and stand in her stand and say, I want to wait till I'm married. I done been through all that already. And if you can't wait for me till I get married, you ain't for me. And if you ain't willing to change, to compromise to the point where, hey, we can work. We can work together. We can do this. You stand and I'm standing here. We can do it. We can fight the good fight of faith. We can punch the devil right in the black eye and say, hey, you're trying to pinpoint all these other negative relationships. But guess what? You ain't going to punch this one. So, I, I, yeah, I threw it out there to let them know, hey, don't mess with, don't mess, don't mess with Dr. Irvin. <laughs> She's going to sprinkle some water on you and have you talk about I want to be a pastor. Man, I, 
I was rolling when he was talking. I said, Lord have mercy, this man here is something. But that's my brother in Christ. And see, sisters, since we're talking about this, how you walking? Blessed is the man that walking not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scoffer. Okay? You, what, what does that mean? It means, first of all, blessed. Blessed means, and the amplifier is highlighting that you're happy, you're fortunate, you're prosperous, you're inviolable. Is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, what is the ungodly? Those that are following their own advice, they have their own plans, their own purposes. You know, like you can compare it with the world, the society, everybody. You can do what you want. You can live how you want. You can be who you want. If you don't like to be one way, you can change to be another way. You know what I'm saying? Everybody doing their own little thing. And the word of God tells us in Rome, in the first chapter, it tells us that how men are beloved of themselves. That's the destruction. We're going to destroy our own self. We're going to destroy, well, they're going to destroy the world and themselves. Because I'm not being destroyed. The flesh will, but I'm going to stay in Christ. And because of that, they, they're following their own plans, their own advice, their own purposes. And no stands and refuse to submit and be inactive in the path where sinners walk. And not sits down to relax and rest where the scornful, the scornful the mockers. You know, see, people who are mocking you and try to label you and say all kind of things, they are scorned first and they're being used. And sad to say, in the body of Christ, in ministry, leaders, pastors, bishops, sometimes we have to watch ourselves because we are mockers of our brothers and sisters. We're slandering them. We're saying things that's not even true because you feel that's just how they are. No, it's for to cover them. It's for to cover them with the love of God. Look, before, look beyond the fault and see the need. If you see, if, if that's what you're calling me, well, are you praying and say, okay, God, first of all, why am I calling this person this? And then if you challenge yourself, wait a minute, why did I even start this? Why? It's, it's a reason why that an individual targets something on you. And Masaru always said, when somebody... When somebody, it takes one to know one. That's one. That's the first thing. So if somebody calling you, you ain't nothing but a liar. You ain't nothing but a liar. Well, I can look straight through you, a liar. Well, how can they keep calling you that unless they're a liar themselves? A li it takes one to know one. See what I'm saying? See, I, I, I can discern, I can tell if a, if a woman is being in an abusive relationship. I can tell if a man is an abuser. Why? Because I was in it. It takes one to know one. You see? Now, I haven't done drugs. Thank the Lord, knock on wood. I never tried drugs, cocaine, weed, smoke, none of that. Why? Because I saw it so much growing up. I, re I said, God, some kind of way, I, say, I don't want to be partakers of that. I, I stopped being friends with friends that was friends for a long time because they started drinking, they started smoking, started doing drugs. I, I separated myself from that. So you have the capabilities of doing that. You can separate yourself from from the way of life of somebody else that you don't want to partake of. That's what Psalms one is talking about. Don't walk, don't walk and sit and be among these type of people because what will happen? Good manners are corrupt. Corrupt communication. This what it says is is the scripture tells us about. Let me find it. 
Good manners will be corrupt by bad communication. Well, I'm going to get it. Let me get it for y'all. But while I'm looking for that scripture, you have to make that decision. If, if, if I keep, you know, man, every time I turn around, like, like this person told me, why you always got to have braids? I mean, you, you don't have no hair. I said, babe, I got a full, thick, luxurious, long hair. I just don't have time to keep it up, baby. I'm always on the go. And matter of fact, God loves to see me in my braids. That's why I really keep my braids. I let my hair down or whatever. He tell me what color to put in. He tell me how to do it. Yes. Man, every time I turn around. I even had a, a, a minister tell me, you know what? You probably can get more invites to preach. No, seriously, this happened. But uh, somebody was saying, well, if she changed her hairstyle, you know, that it'll be more becoming. What? So you got somebody that want me to come and minister to your women. But you telling me that this person said that if I change my hairstyle, I probably can get more invites. Oh, no, no, no. That's controlling witchcraft. I'm sorry. I don't need to be there in the, in, anyway. And you can relate back to them. They need to go talk to daddy about it because, trust me, daddy is the one that gives me how to do my hair. And he gives me the color. And when you think about it, he showed me one day why. He said, because you represent me, the lion of Judah. Go look at that, 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 that portrait of the lion. And how the, the shades of hair, how it changes in full. I said, oh, my God. Look at you, Holy Spirit. And literally, I didn't, and that's the honest truth, I did not recognize that to like maybe four years ago when I went to Chuck Pierce. Um, the um, year uh, 5774, Rosh Hashanah, and they had this, one of my white brothers, his wife, and we was in the back, and I was just walking around, and he just like, oh my gosh, the line of Judah just walked by. And so we just was talking and everything. He said, I'm talking to you, sister. He said, the, the, the mantle of the line of Judah is over you. Look at you. You even have the aura, the color of your hair representing a lion. I was like, whoa, you know, y'all know how we get. I was like, oh, 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 oh. I said, are you serious? And he just did a prophetic act and blessed my spirit. Oh, my God. I feel the power of God right now. So see you guys. God knows my walk. I know what the Father has put in me and put over me. I know what he has brought me. I know the different areas that I was not even supposed to be in. And God blessed me in it. I, I could tell y'all some stories. I could tell y'all the importation. I could tell y'all the connections. How he just had me cross paths with mighty men and women of God. Most of them are going on with the Father. I didn't have, I had a chance to be in the midst of Ken Commit and um, shook his hand, TBN. I went in 2000, and uh, matter of fact, me and my sister, um, Denise, uh, I don't know if she's listening in, but we drove up there with another brother, and he, we went to hear him minister. And it didn't really flow how we thought it was going to flow, but, hey, we still received that anointing. So I was in the presence of him, but I literally met, literally met, and got prophesied over by Miles Monroe. Um, back in 1980, 
888, well, I think it was like 8990 because it was at Divine Grace Temple. And he came out there at Victory Fellowship before they moved on Airline Highway with Justin Duplan. And see, I, I, I have some history, y'all. My roots are deep. This young lady that you're listening to has some deep roots. And then I had an opportunity to meet Lester Summerall before he went on with the Lord. And that brother prayed over me and, 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 and anointed me with the, uh, the spirit of intercession and signed my book. And that brother laid hands on me. And that's why it was so powerful. It was so powerful that time when I saw him with Rob Parsley and he passed on the mantle to Rob Parsley on the television. And the power guy hit me while I was watching that because he brought back to how he prayed over me. He put his hand over my head. And he said, young lady, you're going to walk in the authority of, the, of Jesus. And that's why I was so hurt when the Hurricane Katrina hit. I had all my autographs. I had my my books for Miles Monroe that was autographed. Lester Summerall, um, 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 Shambach. Oh my gosh, we used to always go to the tent meetings in Shambach out of over, uh, up in uh, past the Night Ward in Louisiana. He was always down there by us, you guys. And that man anointed me and prayed over me. So the the roots are deep. And I love God with all my heart, and I serve Him with all my heart. And my desire is to please Daddy God. I am so sorry. I cannot please you. I cannot please man. I cannot please the flesh anymore. I have to please Yahshua Hamashiach. I have to please Him. My life is dedicated to Him. And whatever I have to do, my heart want to be true to Him. And to be true to Him, I have to be true to you. I have to have my love right with you. I have to have my, my, my mind right with you. I have to have my speech right with you. How can I say I love God that I have never seen and see you every day? And I can't even talk to you with the spirit of love. I can't handle you with the spirit of grace. I cannot present myself to you in respect and honor you and value you as another sister in Christ, a brother in Christ. How can I just take advantage? How can I just handle you like you nothing when I know the God is in you and the God is in me? My roots are deep and rooted. It's planted by the rivers of water. It's planted by Yahshua HaMashiach. It's planted by the seven spirits of God. I am planted in the spirit realm. And just by me thinking about all this and talking about the Beatitudes and how they're walking and, 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 and sustaining myself with God, no matter what comes my way, I can honestly say if Jesus comes to the clouds right now, I'm ready to go. If they bust through the office right now and say, are you a Christian? Yes, I am. Well, you have to die. We're going to cut your head off. I can say, I am ready. Take me. Can you say that today? Can you say that today? Or will you be fearful and deny Christ like Peter did? People of God, we have to come to grips to know that we are in a time that our faith will be challenged. Your walk will be challenged. We can see it every day. That they're stripping 
the Christian values away, the Bible away. They will never be as destroyed as. But you get into this word and let this word become you. Find yourself in this word. Be this word. Live this word. Eat this word. If you dwell in this world, you can survive by this word. And no matter what comes your way, no matter what it is, no matter what comes your way, you will be able to stand. You'll be able to stand in love and you'll fight for it. All that other stuff don't matter. You'll fight for it. You know, I fight for my relationships. Now, guess what? I'm not going to keep on fighting and you keep on pushing back. Well, guess what? The Lord say, okay, back up. I got it. Because the word of God say, when you go to your brother and your sister, if you win them, now you have gained your brother. But if not, if you go again with someone else and they still reject you, he say, walk away. But see, now you're in a dangerous state there because now God cannot work with you. Because you are, you are going against the principles of the word. In some situations, yes, you got to walk away. Friendships. Marriages. You got to fight for it. You got to fight for it to, to the point where God will step in. You know, and with me, I'm going to fight for it, you know, and I'm going to hold on. I'm stubborn, and I'm, I'm hard, like when I say, you hard-headed, but it's a good hard-headed. I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> but I'm going to fight for you. You see what I'm saying? I love you with the love of Christ, and I'm not going to let the enemy come in and steal what God has for you. So, yeah, I'm going to fight for you because I love you, and it's a genuine love. And, and, and like one of my advisors uh, told me, he said, sister, it's very rare, but you have a genuine love. And a lot of people can't perceive that. And so they try to bring up the old things out of you. But you keep walking the way God tells you because in the, at the end of the day, they're going to need that genuine love. You don't, you don't want nothing from nobody. But a little hello, or, you know, how you doing? That would be nice, you know, but... Hey, I get it from my daddy. Why did you sign? So as long as I know I got Christ, I got the Holy Spirit with me, hey, it don't matter. I'm good. And I want to make sure you good. But you know what I'm saying? So if, if we can have, um, if we can walk like that, how's your walking? You know, walking, you know, not just walking with, you know, your swag, you know. Have to have that swag of love. Have that swag of peace. That's why we need our armory, you know. You gotta have that armor on. The breastplate of righteousness, know that you're in right standing with the Father. The shield of faith, knowing that when them, them fire even dogs, they all coming. But you can raise up that shield of faith. What is that faith? That faith is that thing, that substance of things hope for the evidence are not seen. See, a lot of things come at us, we can't see it, but we have that shield of faith up, it'll block it. It's not only to claim and name and claim of things. That faith, we need that, that 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 faith for them things that we don't know, we can't see coming at us. 
That's what we need that shield of faith for. We have the lawns, our, be our, our, our belt, around our lawns with the truth of, uh, a belt of truth. What is truth? Thy word is thy truth. What the word say about it? Yeah, I got my opinion. This how I am. This how I am. And that's this how it's going to be. Well, what the word say about it? How the word say it's supposed to be? You know, after I done said all my little cliches or whatever, is that pleasing to daddy? You know what I'm saying? What did you gain out of talking to that individual like that or laboring that individual like that? What did you gain about it? Did, was it pleasing to God? You know, I'm just going to take off my religion jacket. I'm just going to tell them a piece of my mind. Well, you know what? The, the Bible also says about don't answer a fool according to his folly. So you're going to give somebody your mind that you already don't like? Come on, y'all. Y'all think about the little cliches, y'all. Come on. See, I had to learn that life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit of it. Do you want to eat those words you just said? Because trust me, that word going to make you eat it. And oh my God, see us anointed folks that we think that we got the anointing of God, you know, like I always say, the portals are open unto me, and I'm walking in authority of a believer. Well, guess what? Since I know all of this is happening, I myself better watch what I'm saying. That's why I'm so quick to reprint. I'm so quick to try to get something straight. Why are you saying that? Well, what is that about? I'm learning the Lord just teaching me some stuff, y'all. So we have to be careful. Be careful of the words that we are saying. Be careful of our actions. Be careful how you walk it. Go back through Psalms 1, 1 through 6 and check your walking out. Because at the end of it, the Lord knows you. And you got to remember, just because the Lord knows you, don't think he don't know me. The Lord knows my ways. The Lord knows your ways. So just because you can sit there and identify and try to say, oh, well, you this and you that. God already know that about me. Now, why are you reacting like that? Selah. Why you feel like you are so adamant to have to make sure you tell me what I am. Whoa. Well, what is that about? That sounds like some inner issues on your part. So be careful. God put desires in our hearts. He said, delight itself in the law of the Lord. And he, in his law, do it, he meditate day and night. If we meditate day and night in the law of the word, then you'll see my flaws, but you'll understand my scars. That's where that compassion will come in at. See, Jesus saw the lady with the issue, the issue of blood. She came and took her, her, her healing. She took it by faith. And so Jesus wanted to know, first of all, who touched me? He turned around. He stopped and turned around. And he made time to hear her. He had to be heard because it was written down in the books. And we read about it that she had, she sold all that she had. For 12 years she was dealing with this issue. It's an issue. 12 years with an issue. 
So you know what? A lot of us dealing with things for a long time, and it has become an issue, and now you're throwing your issue on somebody else because you haven't never, you never really touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Uh-oh, that's a whole nother sermon now. So it shows you because they wrote it down, somebody had to hear it, and that's why it was written. So that means Jesus stopped, turned around, and paid attention, and heard her out. That's our problem. We don't know how to stop and hear a person out. We always want to cut them off. And, oh, you need to go pray about that. Oh, you this, you that. No, 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 no. If we want to be like Jesus, let's walk like Jesus. Let's act like Jesus. Let's treat each other like Jesus treated each other. And even if you have a Judas in the mess, the only thing you got to tell him, say, look, whatever you got to do, do it quickly, bro. Whatever you got to do, sister, do it quickly. And I'm going to keep it moving. And I'm going to love you in spite of Oh, my God. I just pray that this was a blessing to you. This like most like a little freestyle, but like a real a recap because I feel that God really want us to go into another area. And it's still going to be flowing the same way, uh, flowing the same way. I want you guys to go back and meditate on Psalms 1 and 6 and then go and meditate on Matthew 5, 1 through 11, you know, where it's 1 through 12. You know, go find yourself in the word. Find yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit. Am I walking right? Am I talking right? If I'm thinking right? If I'm seeing right? If I'm hearing right? If I'm if I'm living right? Help me, Lord, so I can be right in you. Help me find myself. Come on, Holy Ghost. I love the daddy. I love you, God. I love you, Father. You are so wonderful. You are so wonderful. You're so magnificent. I thank you, Lord God, that you trust me with my scars. You identify my flaws. You 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 get there and you massage my heart and you put your love in me where not only that I have mercy, but I can show mercy. So right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I lay it all before the altar. I seal this message with the blood of Yahshua. I thank you, Father God, that all they have ears to hear, that they have a a repentant heart they know that jesus is lord that he died on the cross and he rose on the third day for them and one day soon he is coming to reclaim him to himself claim reclaim us to himself so while we're waiting we're preparing ourselves we're preparing our hearts and our minds to receive that sound the sound in the heavens glory to god that trumpet sound that will call us to that heavenly realm so right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for having me on this broadcast. Until we meet again next week, you stay in the safe zone. Dr. is out. God bless you. The Safe Zone broadcast is sponsored by Redeemed by the Blood Ministries, Donnell Irvin Partners, and listeners like you. We thank you. Until next week, let the redeemed of the Lord say so and stay in the safe zone. Well, praise the Lord. I just wanted to share uh, that live program. I think I shared that back in uh, March of this year. And it's just ironic by me listening to the broadcast, how God just connecting the dots and some of the stuff that was spoken then. I see that uh, God is going a little deeper now into the different elements of our walking in him, dealing with the heart, the soul, the mind. And so um, I'm just like, mm, okay, it's still in that same vein. You know what I'm saying? So um, y'all be blessed. I will be chiming in in a couple of minutes for the Testimony Tuesday.
All right, this is Dr. D with the Boom Factor, and you just heard one of my radio broadcasts on KOER FM radio station 101.5, Rainbow Gospel Radio. I have a program on that radio station. I am the personality of KOER LP, and also we represented in South Carolina where we won the radio station of the year. So, until next time, this is Dr. D signing out. God bless you.